Hello, hello out there. Here we are again with Broadcast Team Alpha. And we are coming to you on YouTube, BroadcastTeamAlpha.com, three TV station, 19 platforms at all. And we are heard everywhere around the world. And, uh, and we are here for some cutting edge conversations discussing quantum possibilities. My name is Augie, and my co-host, Nori, is not with us tonight, but we're going to have her smiling face next week, I promise. And uh, I would say on this show, there's going to be a lot of hope in it, because we are going to talk about the future a little bit. What is in it for us? What are we going through? And um, I have a phenomenal guest with us. But first, I want to talk just a little bit about how you can connect with us. You will find us on BroadcastTeamAlpha.com and on YouTube, BroadcastTeamAlpha, that's the same name. And, uh, and on YouTube, BroadcastTeamAlpha.com out there uh, because we also have uh, connected up with, uh, we have... Uh, Conscious Awakening Network. We are co-streaming uh, with them. And with, because of that, we are on Roku, Amazon TV, and uh, Apple TV, and a bunch of other places there, too. So I don't even know what how, how many platforms we're on. It's a bunch. And uh, while you are on YouTube, if you're watching it there, then please subscribe and click the bell so you can get notified when the next videos and shows are coming up. And uh, also, um, while you are on YouTube, if you like what you hear tonight or this morning, this afternoon, about noon, wherever you are around the world, if you want to help us also on the Super Chat feature, it's just like Christmas Eve because that tells us we are doing the right thing. And uh, Nori and I also put together a uh, spiritual think tank. And um, we uh, that's, it's called the Mastermind Connection, where a bunch of us get together, a whole bunch of really powerful minds get together, and we join minds, and we focus on specific things and we bend the laws of physics sometimes, in fact, quite often. And uh, it seems like we actually are creating out of seemingly nothing sometimes because we reach into the quantum existence where everything is, attach something of the equal vibration of what we want to happen, and then we bring it into the physical. And this happens a lot, especially when it comes to healings, and uh, situations of abundance and things like that. So if you want to come and participate and have a look at it and see if this is something that you like to take advantage of, there may be something there where we can possibly help you too. Just send us an email to themastermindconnection at gmail.com themastermindconnection at gmail.com and uh, besides that just uh, keep watching us because we have new shows several times a week now and we are bringing you pearls every time and now we have a guest I want to talk to you about a little bit here we have Dr. Allison Brown with us uh, Allison is an award-winning author, a speaker, an educator, and a quantum healer. I want to talk a little bit about that quantum healing because it's not very well understood. It's not communicated hardly anywhere because it competes with the pharmaceutical companies in some ways because healing is actually, it's legal, it's lawful. And that's why they probably don't want us to talk about it. But she has also written several books. Uh, one of them is The Journey Within. I think that was the first one. And then the last one was The Origin Story, The Origin of Us. Maybe we'll find out if it's 
the origin of us as flesh and bones and hangnails, or if it's the origin of our spirit or our source, soul essence. There's a difference between those two creation, and we're going to try to brainstorm a little bit for her on that one, because I'm especially interested in the last one. But she also rose, this is something for you with a cat or a dog or a donkey or whatever you have for a pet. This one's for you. She wrote a book. It's called Love Notes from the Animal Kingdom. And that's a good one. I had a little look at that one also. So uh, welcome to the show, Alison. Let's have some fun and educate ourselves a little bit as well as maybe a few out there watching. Thank you for having me, Augie. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, this is going to be good. Um, let me just start this out by making kind of a, well, it's not a negative comment, but it's one to consider, and that is there's an awful lot of people out there that is worried about the future. And looking at the past, there's a good reason for that. But the present and the future can change. What can you tell the people that is worried about the future to give them a little peace of mind? Several things, actually, and that's a really good way to start this show off. Uh, the punchline is that love wins in the end, and love has already won. Everything is already divinely orchestrated. We are being guided and watched over. This human experience is so important uh, to all of the galactics, to all of the angelic beings, to all the higher level energies. They really want what's best for humanity because it affects the entire universe. So we're already on a path to uh, evolution, to ascension, to 5D, however you want to look at it. Um, and there isn't anything to worry about. Does that mean there's not going to be chaos in front of our 3D eyes? No, there's going to be lots of chaos because all of those things in our 3D world that were built through fear, uh, control, and all of that has to come down and be rebuilt through love. And so it is going to be a messy process, but as long as we can stay in the higher vibrational level, we're going to be okay. And to be honest, in my own life, I keep looking for this chaos and I really don't see a lot of it. I think personally that I'm kind of guided to hover above it oftentimes, uh, that it's just not in my purview for whatever reason, because I try to keep myself high vibe. Um, stay in those higher level frequencies that love frequency and operate from that perspective. And so I really think that when you can do that and as much as you can to stay out of fear, that's when the chaos subsides, at least in our own lives. Um, not that it's gone forever because the 3D polarity does need to exist. There are folks that have decided that's what they want to play around in and that has to stay earth will always be a polarized place but we are ascending as a collective humanity up into the higher level dimensions where that's no longer going to be predominant the, the polarity is not going to be predominant so yeah to make a long story short we're good to go have no fear you mentioned a word in the middle of that was chaos that chaos, in my opinion, that chaos is actually necessary. Look what's happening in France now. The country is burning. And I think it is necessary to bring the awareness of the people to a level where they understand that every government on earth is corrupt to the core. So they need to be a change. And it's up to us where are we going to make that change go. Exactly. You know, it's so interesting. We are awakening 
And you can see it from even three or four years ago, how many more people are awakening. And each person has a threshold of awakening for themselves. And so it's going to take a little more or a little more for somebody's eyes to open up. So as you mentioned, some it was the big C that woke people up. Some it is, uh, whether it's pharmaceuticals or what have you, um, but each person has their own threshold. And so these things have to happen to help people awaken. And to me, sometimes I look at the news, I don't do it very often, but sometimes I just look at it and I laugh because it's just so silly. It's like, this is crazy. How can people believe it? But that's the point. They're not supposed to. It's supposed to get just so crazy that people wake up. They're finally like, this doesn't make any sense, right? So you're right. The chaos does serve a purpose. Yeah. And uh, I also now, I, I hear people talk about, I can't wait until I get into the fifth dimension. Okay, so maybe there's something to that. There is a raising of awareness. And that raising of awareness increases our vibration to a higher level where we probably very shortly will be able to separate ourselves from some of the things of much lower vibration. This is, I think, what they call the ascension process. But I got a side question for you. I just can't help it. Will that ascension process be relevant for everybody? Or is it the, mostly the people of good conscience where we leave the scuzz buckets of the world behind so we don't have to live with them anymore? Or is everybody coming? What do you think? Well, the galactics keep telling me that this ascension is for all of humanity. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody maybe going into 5D. Some of us are actually going to go to 60 or might already be there. And some might just be going from three to four. But everybody as a human population is moving together, the good and the bad. Uh, that's the information that I've been getting. But you have to remember that even the baddies, they are essentially from source. They have that divine spark inside. They just don't recognize it and they're not operating from that place. So it isn't for us to just throw them out and redeem, you know, call them helpless and hopeless. Uh, it's, you know, to recognize the divine spark in them. It doesn't mean that you have to allow them into your awareness and your circle and allow abusers to abuse you. No, no, not at all. Um, but they do have a divine spark and we can't you know, all humans are valuable. Yeah, and that that's what I haven't really thought much about until fairly recently, is that if everybody is rising up, it, they might follow us, but we may end up in different, should I call it worlds, or should I call it vibrations? It can be several vibrations within the one world also, because I know we got different timelines here and it's all on Earth. So what I, I don't want to live with some of those people that has been creating wars for recorded history of 9000 years. I don't want right. to be in the same place. You know, it's it's quite complicated and I certainly don't claim to have all of the answers. Um, I don't know that anybody does. And so when I speak tonight, it'll be from my own understanding after talking to the, the 12 Starseed Collective that, that founded our universe. Um, but my understanding is that we're going to have a lot smaller of a population. And what's going to happen is that, you know, a lot of people are going to decide to transition and help okay. from the other side. Uh, this may look like, you know, natural disasters. It may look like re, uh, results and ramifications of the C and the, you know, uh, the V word. I don't know if we can say that on here. Um, there are going to be a lot of different explanations, but all different things are going to happen. Not everybody's going to end up in 5D bliss, I don't think. I think a lot of people are going to transition. Some people may choose to, to stay in the 3D and play some more. Um, because although all of humanity is 
going through ascension, I also understand, and, and this is kind of hard to reconcile, um, you know, that there still will be a 3D earth and people still will be incarnating on the 3D earth because that's what they want to experience and they want to learn in the polarity. And so I don't know if that means that the only people on 3D earth at that point will be new people coming in or if some of them are going to stay behind a little bit because that's what they wrote in their contract because i do know that not everybody wrote into their contract that they wanted to ascend some chose yeah. not to so it, it does get a little bit complicated so yeah anybody's yeah. guess i guess yeah and then they talked about the new world i'm wondering what kind of world that is uh, is it maybe a new Earth, like made with uh, dirt and oceans and stuff, or is it more of a etheric world, or is it maybe different vibrations within the same Earth as where we are now? And maybe, what do you think? The new that's world. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. I think it's not two separate worlds. I think as your vibration raises, different things come into your perspective, right? The same way that we have 5D spirit beings, your relatives, your, your deceased loved ones. And when your vibration raises, you can perceive those beings in that dimension. And so that's exactly what's going to happen. As our, um, our consciousness evolves and our vibration raises, it will be, they explained to me, walking through a threshold, through a doorway. Right now we think we're awake. But they said that when you walk through this doorway, this threshold, in that instant, it's like, oh, this is what awake feels like. This is what it looks like. Now everything makes sense. And so you're on a different vibrational plane. So all of that stuff is still there that you just left. It didn't go away. You just raised yourself out of it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. When uh, there was a lady here that uh, heard I was going to have uh, talk with you here tonight, and she asked me because I told her about your book about the pets. She said, "Will I be able to see my little dog again?" And when the ascension process happened, and when we ended up going to a higher vibration, the the pets are coming with us, or? What do you think? How does that work? You know what? In my opinion, the pets are already there. The pets are already directly connected to source. They never lose that connection. Yep. And so absolutely they'll be with us. Now, if we're talking about pets that have already transitioned, my view is that when you're in that 5D perspective, you're going to be able to sense them and communicate with them on a whole different level. That could probably work somewhat similar as communicating with dead relatives, wouldn't it? Right, right. And to add another interesting twist to this, you know, a lot of people are worried about their family members who may not be awake. And one of the groups, I don't know if it was the Pleiadians or the Arcturians, one of them got really technical in the book about the ascension process and how it was going to work. And there's a, a section in that chapter about families. So even though your family member may not be awake, what they're telling us is that the family unit will ascend together, that your vibration is going to pull them up with you. So you don't have to worry about your children being left behind or your parents or anything like that. And I think that's super reassuring for people. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have a little bit of another thing that we should think about that should put a little peace in our mind, and that is that we're not alone. There is we have friends in space, and they are looking out for us. And there is actually physical evidence of that. Listen to the people that say that they have seen flying discs just sliding over the. Uh, nuclear rocket silos here at the, in, in North America and shutting the silos and shutting the rockets down so they couldn't launch. So there's something here that is protecting us that we don't understand. 
And I think they have a lot more capability than we've seen so far. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, the predominant message that I took away from and that I hope the readers of the origin story take away is that Earth and humans were the purpose of this galaxy. So the creation of a human being was the ultimate goal of this galaxy being put in place. And so it, it, we are filled with love. The starseeds and even the hybrids love us dearly. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about uh, hybrids that might be negatively polarized. We're just talking about ov the overarching um, feeling of, of all of these beings is that they love humanity and they really want what's best for us. They're not going to allow us to blow ourselves up with nukes anymore because a catastrophic event like that on Earth reverberates throughout the whole galaxy and it affects everything. So everybody watching your show is probably familiar with the galactic wars and all of that stuff. All of that is talked about in the book as well. And that had severe uh, implications for many of the planets. Humanity started to be raised uh, on Mars, but when we had the galactic war, they had to evacuate and they, they brought us to Earth because during the war, Mars became uninhabitable and Earth became habitable because it wasn't. And so they're not going to let that happen anymore. There have been a lot of agreements that uh, these wars are not going to take place. Um, so yes, we have a lot of beings watching out for us and they are making themselves more known because you know what's going to happen? We don't need to wait for governments to tell us that ETs exist because even if they do, they're probably going to create a scenario in which they're here to attack us and we have to be afraid and we have to defend ourselves. I mean, that's every movie in Hollywood, right? So it's going to be an individual disclosure. These beings are either going to come to us through our consciousness or they're going to come to us in physicality to wake us up to their existence and the fact that they're here in love. So it's a beautiful thing and you're absolutely right, Augie. Yeah. Speak about these galactics a little bit. Who are they? Where are they from? And maybe what is, do they have an agenda? The agenda are watching out for us or speak about them a little bit because we hear the term galactics, but all we think about, oh yeah, that's the extraterrestrials, but you don't really know much. Right. And I, technically they are extraterrestrial. That means they're off planet, but there were 12 starseed source clusters. These 12 clusters came directly from source. They are source and they were completely energetic in the beginning. So you, I think you had asked, and I hope it wasn't before we got live, but you had asked about whether we're talking about uh, create, creation in the body, in physicality with our hangnails and so forth, or was it energetic? It was both. So these 12 starseed clusters, and you would be very familiar with them, I don't know if I can name them all 12 off the top of my head, but we're talking about Andromedans and Agarthans and Lyrans and Hadarians, Polarians, uh, Martians, uh, Draconians, a whole, there's 12 of them. They created their own star systems once they became, uh, came into, into consciousness or into being. So Venusians, for example, they decided to inhabit Venus. The Martians obviously inhabited Mars. Uh, we know that the Andromedans were a part of our galaxy and then they broke off and created their own galaxy, which is still part of our universe. So those were the 12 original starseed clusters. But the goal always was to create a human. Now we know that humans have 12 strands of DNA. That correlates to each of those 12 starseed clusters. But in the middle while they were mixing and mingling their energy in the process of dwindling down here to create this human, lots of hybrids were created. Some of those hybrids became negatively polarized or wanted to gain power or what have you. A lot of them were banished from our galaxy and there were galactic wars, but in the book, they really wanted me to focus on love and on, on the benefit and the, the wonderful things that humans represent. And so we have those 12 strands of DNA in us. We are the only being 
in the galaxy that has all 12 pure strands of DNA. So we're important. And I, this is kind of a tangent, but this is why certain human beings feel they've been experimented on or DNA has been extracted from them or what have you, because a lot of galactic hybrid races are uh, starting to become extinct. And so they might need to bring some of that pure DNA into their system and we're the only ones that have it. So there's so many wonderful things about humanity and our galaxy and uh, these star seeds. Um, but some of those hybrids, like I said, got a bad rap. We've heard about some of them, the reptilians, not all are bad. Uh, beings like the blue avians, beings like the zetas, all of those are hybrids. They were not part of the 12 original starseed clusters. So that's kind of a good place to start, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, and I think actually, I think there's some evidence to that. Even in physicality, what you talked about, we may have more than a double helix because uh, this is a little while ago now, but I know that the people at UCLA, they did some uh, experiments and investigation oh. into indigo children and they took genetic samples and they looked at it and they found out a lot of the what we call junk dna it was assembling itself into a third strand and a lot of them have whole third strands for many different sections where others did not and those kids they were very psychic, they were intuitive, they had great uh, art abilities, and they, they, were, they considered them spiritual. They knew things that they shouldn't know about spirituality in other worlds, and they were really incredible kids. And I think that had something to do with that assembling of junk DNA to create third strand. And that's just a third. Can you imagine if all of the junk DNA was assembled so we could get close to having 12? Then what would we do? Right, isn't that fantastic? <clears throat> Excuse me. And how arrogant of our scientists and researchers to think that we have junk DNA, right? So the way that I understand it, based on what the 12 explained to me for the book, is that we all have the 12, but when we incarnate into a physical body, as part of our contract, we choose two of them to be active in our human body. So for example, my primary is um, Lyran, and my source cluster is Syrian, Pleiadian rather, my husband's Syrian. So those are the two that I wanted to be active in this human incarnation, but I have all 12 and I can connect with any of those beings as I wish. As we start to ascend, those 12 are gonna to start to vibrate in harmony. They're not gonna necessarily activate as we would understand activating because if all 12 activated, we would not have a need for a human body. We could not hold all strands. In fact, when they were creating, there was a big debate and some of the people that were involved, some of the galactics that were involved in creating the human wanted us to have six active and six dormant, but they realized in trial and error that that didn't work. So they found that two was ideal. And so as we start to ascend, they are going to start to vibrate in harmony and more of them will be kind of activated, as we would call it. Um, but yeah, it is fascinating, and our scientists don't have instruments that can measure that at all right now. Hopefully one day they will, uh, or maybe where we're going, it won't matter, right? I have an idea for whoever is listening to this show and is a scientist and have access to a li uh, library, a laboratory where you could be able to look at DNA, uh, DNA. Go ahead and find some Kirillian photography equipment. Set up the DNA sample under the plate of the um, Kirillian photo apparatus 
and take a picture of it. There's a reason why I'm saying this, because I've seen it happen. You're going to see more than two strands. There's going to be blue lines representing a whole bunch of uh, strands, but they are not physical yet, a lot of them. They're there. I've seen it. It's there. So if any scientist will do this experiment, you're going to find that I'm right. This is something that it can, if it is in the bioelectromagnetic field, we have the capability of bringing it into the physical because it was once part of us and it was removed probably by the Anunnaki or others that had similar thoughts when they seeded us here. That's my story. (laughs) (laughs) They do talk about the Anunnaki a little bit in the book because I asked that question, excuse me, and um, in the beginning of, of human existence, they did allow out of the galaxy beings to come and interact with humanity on Earth. And the Anunnaki were one of those that were out of the galaxy. They were not original to our galaxy. Of course, they took advantage of us. And then they were banished. They uh, usurped our freedom, used us as slaves, essentially. And so they were banished. The thing about that is, uh, and what was explained is that, that, you know, energy doesn't disappear. It only changes. So everything that's ever happened is still an energetic vibration that can be tapped into. So there are people who, for whatever reason, part of their contract, they tap into that Anunnaki energy and they still experience those things. In fact, we had a client that came in with that and and had basically an attachment uh, that was Anunnaki based and we had to clear that. And so when I was speaking to her higher self, I asked, is this something that all humans have? Do I need to address this with every client? And they said, no, 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 it's, it's in the energetic field and some people tap into it, but not everybody because their physicality, the Anunnaki, they're not in our galaxy anymore. They were banished. Yeah. Yeah, the Anunnaki, were, they were not necessarily the good guys. They were very controlling. They created the economic system we have today and uh, they messed with the genetics also so that they had their own agenda they wanted us as a slave race and uh, (laughs) nothing has changed has it (laughs) it's changing it's changing remember what we asked at the beginning yeah it's gonna go well that's right got another question for you you and your husband work together as a team and i understand he is a channel who are you actually dealing with? Who is giving you information? Uh, the galactics uh, is one term, but a specific more so any specific race that he's dealing with? Well, interestingly, it's everything and anything. When he first started channeling, it was by accident in a QHHT session. Probably your viewers are familiar with quantum healing hypnosis technique, Dolores Cannon. And we had a practitioner come and and she put him under. He had no idea. He's retired Coast Guard. We were just very conservative, regular people. We had no idea about any of this. And so he lays down on the table and she puts him under and she asked a question, who is the person that's been or the guy that's been with him? He always felt there was a presence with him all of his life. Turns out it was Enoch. And in that first session, he started channeling Enoch. And so in subsequent sessions, when we were probing Enoch and Will's higher self, we were told that he would be channeling and bringing forth all kinds of energies, whether it's angelic, galactic, um, deceased loved ones, pets, higher selves, everything and anything. So essentially, whoever we invite in is who we talk to. So we've talked to ET beings from fifth dimension on up to 12th. We've talked to obviously pets, which was the subject of the pet book. Uh, We regularly see clients for pet channelings and higher self channelings. Uh, His core team we call the collective and that consists of Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, Enoch, and source. Those are the four beings that are with him all the time. 
And so when we channel once a month, we do that free for humanity. Um, and we can talk about that later, how your viewers can tap into that if they wish. Uh, that's typically the collective, but depending upon the questions from the audience, if the audience asks a galactic, a galactic question or something about ETs, then a relevant being will come in. So we talk quite frequently, for example, to the Lyrans because that is my primary team and, and there are a lot of Lyrans on the planet. Uh, the Pleiadians, of course, the Arcturians. Um, and of course, we've talked to all the 12 that are um, have transmissions in our book um, and many, many angels. We've talked, source has come in a lot. We've also talked to plants and trees. We've talked to the sun, pretty much any consciousness because everything can communicate. So any consciousness um, that we wish we've talked to. So mm -hmm. he's very, um, he's very unique in that he doesn't just speak to one group or one being very fortunate to do this work yeah i know there's a lot of people out there that uh, when they hear about the trans channel saying something then they uh, their eyes glaze over and they say yeah sure and think about something quantum mechanics is telling us that everything in this universe is just energy energy does not go away these entities you just mentioned, they had thought energy and they had, in many of them, physical energy. It doesn't go away just because they drop the body. It goes somewhere else and it stays as energy with all the memories and everything they did and knew. It is there. For right. us, we are energy, their energy. And if we go after the contact, we can make contact energy to energy. Actually, there's no separation, but I'm just using that for easy view. And we can communicate with them. In fact, exactly right. Yeah. It is not that hard to do. Just, it's Everything. almost, yeah, telepathy. Same. Right at a lower level, but it's the same time. In fact, three hours ago, I was talking to my co-host, Nori Love, on the phone, and I mentioned somebody, and she jumped right on top of me. She said, oh, I was just thinking about her. And we have not thought about that person for months. That was mind-to-mind -mind contact. People have that. And also, if we practice what you're talking about, you can also have mind-to-mind -mind contact with people that no longer have a physical body. Right. You know, even physicists understand string theory, and string theory simply says that everything in our universe is a vibrating string of energy, and yep. all of those strings contain information. And because we are also part of that quantum field and we are also vibrating strings of energy, we can communicate with other strings of energy. It's all in that quantum soup. And I have a hilarious story if you want me to share it with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wondrous universe, isn't it? May I? <laughs> it is. So I'll give you a quick story. And that is that yeah. I'm, a, I'm a beyond quantum healer facilitator, BQH, which is very similar to QHHT, spiritual hypnosis. And when I was preparing to see clients, I went and found a comfortable recliner chair and I put it in my office space and I had not seen a client yet. Well, there was one time that my husband went in and was laying down in that room with his head against the chair and the chair started speaking to him now, a chair is an inanimate object, but we know that it has consciousness because it exists in our universe. So my husband really, this was early on, he thought he was losing his mind. So he brings his head up off the chair and it stopped talking. And when he put his head back down on the chair, it started talking again. So he's like, I don't know what's going on, but is there something you need to tell me? And the chair said, tell Allison that she needs to clear me after each client. He's like, Oh my gosh. Okay. And he said, can you tell me how you want to be cleared? 
And the chair said, no, she needs to work out a process with me so that we're partners. And he said, okay. So he came and told me what happened. And ever since then, my chair and I are partners and I honor my chair. I respect my chair and my chair takes my clients and creates a comfortable nest for them and a protective, you know, enclosure so they can be launched where they need to go. So call us crazy, but, uh, everything can communicate well the more crazy things is becoming more real every day isn't it because i don't have a problem with that because it's all consciousness right yeah that, that's I think there, are probably, there are probably people out there that speak to their car you know or maybe their bicycle or uh objects that they love maybe a ring or something like that they probably do talk to them um and maybe they hear back i don't know yep yeah and also uh, talk a little bit about your quantum healing and by the way i forgot to mention your website up front uh, do that again also so people can know where to get a hold of you sure my website is Dr. Allison Brown, which is D-R-A-L-L-I-S-O-N brown.com. Uh, there you can find all of my books and what I do and have a link to our combined site, which is palmandlotus.com. That's where we have our uh, channeling sessions and so forth. Um, but in terms of quantum healing, you know, it's so interesting because quantum simply means taking this to the next level. And in my hypnosis sessions, like you said, we talk to everything. So I've talked to personally pain or cancer or an entity that's attached to a client or any number of energetic beings or things um, because it all has consciousness and you can gain a lot of information that way and find out the origin of disorders. Uh, that's the beautiful thing. You know, I'm a counselor by day. Uh, I've been a public school educator for almost 30 years. Um, and I'm very versed in traditional therapeutic practices. But what is unique about quantum healing is that you get to the origin, which means you get true healing. When you do normal psychotherapy or talk counseling or any of those things, CBT, you're essentially putting a Band-Aid on it and you're learning how to cope with that disorder. You never get rid of it. You just learn how to cope. And so quantum healing takes you to the origin. It figures out whether this is coming from a past life or a future life or when did this order, disorder take place? And that's the beautiful thing. Um, now, I don't practice this at work because I'm a public school educator and I can't do that kind of work. And I rarely talk about it, but, um, you know, the rewarding part of my work starts when I leave and I come home and I get to do this, this practice. We do this also through channeling. If clients feel that they are not good candidates for being put under, if they're too left brain or they've tried it and it doesn't work, then we'll just channel their higher self and let their higher self talk directly to them. Um, so it's it's fascinating. I, I really feel privileged and honored to be able to do this work. I do want to give one more example, though. Yeah. The day before yesterday, we had a holistic doctor come to us for a session. And what he was told was that he had a lot of, even holistically, he had a lot of tools in his toolbox. He works with botanicals and, you know, uh, teas and tinctures and alternative therapies and all of that. So he's really well versed in that and he's helped a lot of people. But what they were explaining to him is he is in a fork in the road right now and he can continue on that path, which is perfectly fine, helping people the way he's been helping and living out the rest of his days, or he can switch over to this quantum idea. They want him to set the toolbox aside because it's dragging him, it's dragging along behind him and it's weighing him down. Even though they're good therapies, they said, what we want you to do is to operate from who you are. He is a shaman, he is an oracle, he is a healer, 
And those are aspects of him, multidimensional aspects of him. And they want him to just do it from inside, let it come from inside. So he might pick up one of those, those therapies if it's re relevant, but they just want him to basically tap into the client, get divine inspiration, open up a, a healing field through his shamanic essence and start healing them that way from his own essence and his own connection with source. That's where we're moving, connecting from our divine inspiration, being who we are divinely. So it's, it's, uh, things are changing fast and it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it gets a little complicated when you get into the core of things. And we have to think about it twice, most likely, to understand it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the first time you hear things that you don't understand, that's okay. You don't have to understand it the first time. Just put it there off to the side, and then later on, attach the subject and go within and ask. Because that's where the answers are. They will come through there, either you like it or not. But it's going to come through the heart and to the brain, and then you'll have something that comes to you that comes all the way up to conscious understanding. But we need exactly to do, right. yeah, more than we do. And you know, you mentioned um, that some people hear channeling and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But that's important too because you need to be able to discern for yourself what is right for you. And so channeling may not be the way that you get information. And in fact, you really should be channeling your own information, connecting with your own divine essence and intuition, because we can, we just need to practice it like a muscle. Um, or if you do listen to channelers and you think, oh, I, don't, I don't really care for that one, move on because all, they're all different types of channelers who are here to speak to different populations. Not everything is for everybody. And so you're right. Discernment is key and it will be key moving on because there are a lot of people who are not telling us the truth and some are in the spiritual realm as well. And we have got to be able to figure out what is what for us. And so what might be right for you, Augie, may not be right for me either. So just because a channeler doesn't resonate with you doesn't mean they're bad and it doesn't mean that they're lying. It just means that information is not appropriate for you at this time. It might be later. So I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I think that um, that's an important aspect is this idea of discernment. And then for the Christians and the semi-Christians out there, they say, oh, don't, don't mess with channeling. That's of Satan. No, it isn't. They talk about it in the Bible, only they don't call it channeling. They call it speaking in tongues. And the yeah. only difference between speaking in tongues and what you're doing, that you come out in English. They don't Most do that. Not huh? all the time, most of the time. We do we do what we call light language. Will does channel light language, and sometimes it's very shamanic, or if it's from an ET being, it sounds kind of weird. But you're uh, right. I started out in the Christian church, and I, um, I started practicing hands-on healing within my Methodist church. Yeah. And then I expanded my box to, to reconcile, and that's what the first book is about, The Journey Within. It's about reconciling the Christian perspective with the greater spiritual perspective. And what you'll find, like you just said, is that a lot of times it's just the basic uh, difference in terminology. So speaking in tongues, light language, meditation, Christian contemplation, it's all yeah. the same thing. We just have to stop with the, um, the fear about the words and the verbiage and listen in our heart. And so that was the message of my first book is to try to help people to be courageous enough to explore things that feel outside of their comfort zone, because that will open you up to love and perspectives and excitement and just amazing connections that you will never get with fear and staying in your little box. 
What exactly what you said right there is because I think there will be a day not too far in the future where religion and spirituality can live under the same roof. Right. Yeah. It's going to and, you know many many pastors, good pastors who are really connected to source, connected to God, they're channeling when they do their sermon. I mean, that's what they're doing. So I think channeling has a bad rap when, you know, back in the 70s and, and whatever, and who was it, Shirley MacLaine or whatever, and people got kind of freaked out about channeling, uh, and it scared people. So if we could come up with some different words to use rather than channeling, perhaps, because even artists channel when they're drawing or painting or sculpting or people who are writing or channeling, it just simply means you're tapping into the flow of your intuition. That's all it means. Mm -hmm. Another question is, where do you think the origin of the spark of life, the uh, soul essence of the consciousness, where do you think it comes from? This is a, this is a tough one, in that we have a source in our universe. There is a source point. When we transition, we go to source. That's only one level of source. And the reason is because there's a source above source, above source, above source to infinity. And it is so mind boggling that the human brain simply can't comprehend it. So for our purposes in, hum in human form, we have a source that operates with humanity. And so the source point that created the 12, once the 12, started their creations on down the line, that was the point at which consciousness came online. And so in my feeling, because we're all divine beings, that's where the spark comes in. So as soon as anything is created, whether it be an energetic being that's never been embodied, or a human body, or an ET body, or whatever it is, it comes from source. So that's where the source point, the spark of life, the essence comes in right from the very beginning. It's all created from source. So it all is source. It all is a spark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speak a little bit about your books and what's in them and what it will do for people. Because there is, there is this saying out there, and that is that readers are leaders. I read readers a lot. <laughs> What's in your books? I like that from an educator standpoint, too. Um, I've always been a writer. Uh, I've just loved to write. I, I knew when I was a young child I had a book in me, but I had no idea what it would look like or what it would be. Um, my very first book is The Journey Within, and it's a Christian's Guide to 14 Non-Traditional Spiritual Practices. And, and we talked about that a minute ago, where uh, in the beginning part of the book, I talk about the Bible and how I reconciled all of my Christian perspective with the greater spiritual understanding. And then I talk about 14 different practices like Reiki and um, acupuncture and meditation and past life regression and mediumship and angels and all of those things that I used to be afraid of and why you should explore it. Um, in the second book, Love Notes from the Animal Kingdom, this came about when Will and I started doing pet channelings. And we started pet channelings because we have three cats and one of them had a behavior issue to the point where I just really was so stressed out that I couldn't take it anymore and I was ready to, to put him down. And I thought, well, if my husband can channel spirits and beings and all of these things, surely we can talk to animals. So we talked to my cat and in fact, we talked to all three cats and it was so profound and healing that I thought everybody needs to have a session. Everybody needs to have the opportunity to talk to their pet because when you understand your pet on an energetic level, and I know many people are sensitive to their animals and communicate, but when you can hear straight from the animal what their perspective is, it doesn't even really matter at that point that they have a behavior problem because you are so filled with compassion and love, even more than you thought you could be. 
In our case, our animal stopped the behavior and he and I have had such a profound relationship now. It's just amazing and mind blowing. So I wrote love notes uh, from the animal kingdom where I compiled excerpts from a lot of our pet channelings. So there are chapters on things like coming into a body, transitioning from the body. What about euthanasia? Do they want us to help them to transition? What about if you get another pet in the family? How do they feel about that? All of those kinds of things. It is so profoundly helpful and loving for pet animals and pet, or for pet lovers. Um, the third book that came through and just was published in June is The Origin Story, Rediscovering Our Galactic Ancestors. And that one is interesting. Uh, after Love Notes, I went about a year and a half thinking, what am I going to write about? I have to write. I'm feeling this urge to write, but I didn't know what I wanted to write. And I kept coming around to ETs, but I didn't know what that would look like. When the time was ready, of course, the message came and I saw an article about the 12 starseed clusters. And when I started talking to Will about it, he got lit up. He gets these vibrations in his body when things are on point. And so as we talked about it, we knew there was something there. So I said, well, let's just go channel about it and see if there is a, a collective of these 12 starseed clusters. So we went and channeled, talked to the 12. And they said, yes, you're hearing our guidance. You did get the message. This is what you're going to write about. And each of the 12 is going to talk to you. So, um, so that came through each of the 12 in the 12 chapters gave a transmission of what they want humanity to know from their perspective. And so it sort of layers each chapter upon itself. And in the book, they talk about ascension and the event and a little bit about the galactic wars because they don't want to focus on that. They talk about the importance of humanity. They tell us how loved we are. Um, they give a lot of details about Ascension and the event, which is really fantastic uh, and comforting for people, I think. They explain how it works and how this process goes from 3D to 4D to 5D. Um, they talk about resets, which is interesting. Uh, as the human project was happening, there were times when humanity was wiped off of the planet and consciousness was rebooted. And so that it's, it, we would tend to think that's a bad thing. But what they explain is that it's sort of like if you're doing an, an experiment in a research lab and you kind of need to start over, but consciousness starts at the point at which it stopped. It doesn't have to start over again, but the body is, is rebooted. The consciousness is reset. And so that explains a lot of things that historians have not found when they look for bones and when they see artifacts and things like that, there are gaps, right? Like they might have gaps in the timeline and they can't explain why humanity jumped from this point to this point. So they talk about that a lot in the resets and they say that there's going to be a lot of discoveries coming in the next few years that will explain a heck of a lot of things in our history. So yeah, those are the three books. I also wrote a chapter in a book called The Ancestors Within. So for those people who are interested in ancestral healing, uh, that's a really good book with 25 authors and 25 actionable practices for people who wish to heal from ancestral trauma, for example, or just connect in a different way with their ancestors. Excellent, yeah. And uh, do you also have an email or where people can get a hold of you if they want to talk about uh, quantum healing or anything else? Sure. Allison, again, A-L-L-I-S-O-N dot brown at drallisonbrown.com. Or they can go to support at palmandlotus.com, and that'll take them to the Palm and Lotus website. Either way, they can get a hold of me. Okay, that's good. All right. Well, I sure enjoyed this, and uh, I wrote down a bunch of questions, and I got check marks with every one of them, so we got through it. <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, I can't believe our time is up already. Yeah, this, this was good. I 
I'm wondering if we could get you to come back maybe in a couple of three months because there's so much more from behind the curtain that could be talked about. Are yeah, you- and I think I think there might be a lot of changes, you know, the second half of 2023 that we could uh, talk about for sure. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's going to be changes, all right, you betcha. And uh, let's insist on good ones. Absolutely. Yep. There are some times that change doesn't look good, but by the time you're done with it, it turns out for the good. So uh, You're right, Avi. And I, I'm very thankful that you had me on your show. Thank you so much. And, um, and thank you for all the good work that you're doing and the positive energy that you're putting out there. It's so needed and so appreciated. Yep. Well, thank you for that. And uh, to the listeners out there, visit us again next week on Broadcast Team Alpha on YouTube and 19 other platforms. And we'll be there again. And thank you very much, Allison. This was really an enjoyable conversation. Thank you. Thank you.